till about 4.30 this morning. Wait, what? I couldn't get to sleep until uh, 4.30 this morning. Why? Why? why I that? don't... <laughs> why? Sounds horrible. Yeah, it was It was not great. Um, it's, it's not too riveting of a story. I uh, went to bed, at, I laid down at midnight, and I fell asleep at 4.30 in the morning. What the hell were you doing all night? I uh, was casually listening to a couple of podcasts uh-huh. and playing Picross to pass the time until I got tired. Did you say Picross or Picross? I mean, you just said Picross. I'm going to assume you say Picross. I but said Picross. I haven't. Is there a different way to pronounce it? I There's probably a different way to pronounce it. I don't know what the right way to pronounce it is. Okay. There, there, there is a right way. There's a, there's a Picross... Um, not clone, but equivalent on iOS called Paint It Back. Oh. Uh, it's it's a bad name, but who cares? It's a fucking puzzle game. Um, and I have been playing it pretty frequently. Uh, that's like my my train commute game. Um, man, coloring in blocks to make patterns be- that correspond with numbers. Real fun. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Hmm. Um, you know, I never played uh, Picross, Picross, ever. Uh, it's, um, there's really not too much to it. It's, um, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to explain the rules of Picross. <laughs> I just realized. All right. I was, I was about to do that. And, um. I mean, I could, I could look it up. Yeah. You ever Go play Primrose? It. You ever play that one? Primrose. I have not. It's a Jason Rohrer game. Um, okay. He's the guy who did, like, Passage and, uh, Castle Doctrine and, uh, mm-hmm. some of those other weird, I don't want to say art games, but art games. Um, yeah, Primrose, you would like it. Uh, it is on iOS. Uh, I don't think it works on the current iOS. I think it only works on, like, five and below. So. Oh, so it's an old. Oh, it's old. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It was last updated May 16th, 2009. So Great. Not recent. Not recently. Mm. Um, I'll send you a link to it. And you can, I mean, you can look at it. But uh, Oh, can I? Yeah, I don't know that, you know, anything is going to, you know, that you're going to be able to do anything. What mm-hmm. with it not, uh, you know, not working. So big news of the really? day. Yeah? Yeah, um... Brock Lesnar is going to be at the UFC 200. I don't even not not just going to be at is per, is competing. I you you almost said performing, didn't you? I almost said performing. No, but he, this is like this is like a real fight. So <laughs> yeah, I, I eh, well, it depends on who you at. Well, yeah, it is it is a real fight. It's it's real fake wrestling. That's uh, I I saw the uh, rumors or the rumblings. Kind of like what was it, early yesterday morning, maybe mm-hmm. Friday, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this this would be a weird thing to happen. I wonder, I wonder when, when we're gonna find out one way or the other. And then mm-hmm. like eight hours later, it's like, well, this is happening. Yeah, it's UFC 100 is actually when I finally gave in, when I finally accepted that I loved Brock Lesnar just as a brute force of nature man. Is that because, his uh, Bud Light Don't Want to Pay Me promo? Yes, it's that yeah. one. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm going to go home, and I think I'll get on top of my wife. 
Um, but back all, at his, it's, like, yeah. Minnesotan compound. Yeah, but but that was also preceded by, uh, he was fighting Frank Mir, and he just mangled that man. <laughs> the ref calls the match, he just finds the nearest camera, and just really snarls and growls into it. He as did. if he were, uh, I know it's his gimmick in pro wrestling lately, but, um... Really, just beast-like. He did not seem like a human being at that point. No, no, yeah, it's a yeah. it, it, kind of like a bear. Mm-hmm. You know, a bear is a beast, right? Yes, that, that counts. I don't I know th- what the taxonomy is like. I think so. I think it does count. All yeah, right. that should be good. So You're the I, one talking taxonomy with you know birds and whatnot. What? Not what? not recently, but uh, come on. What have I ever discussed birds? <laughs> oh. I've never talked about birds. I guess we should start recording, huh? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Nah. Whatever. I don't feel like podcasting this week. Let's just, right. not, let's just not hit the record button. Okay. Yeah, we just... None of this None of this will make it to tape. None of what? What tape? Any, yeah. So, wait. How do I watch a UFC fight? Because now I want to watch one. Um, There are, there are various ways. Uh, you can... Actually, the best way for you would probably be to order it through your PlayStation 4, which I believe will get you like 10% off or something. But oh, I can just stream it right to my PS4? Yes, but oh. um, but UFC pay-per-views are like $70. Oh my god. Yeah. And I just want to watch Brock Lesnar just like for like five minutes. Yeah, uh, y- you may be better served watching whatever UFC hype special they do leading up to the fight and mm-hmm. then just catching the fight later on YouTube. I could do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure there will be like, <clears throat> excuse me, a bar or something mm-hmm. showing the fight. Is that legal? Can they do that? Yes, they'll um, have to do that. Okay. Yeah, I have been in a couple of bars during UFC fights. Uh, during one, my what's girl- that like? It's. Whew. <laughs> uh, I definitely. So there was one where the um, re- really UFC legend now. Um, George St. Pierre. Uh, I've heard was, that name before. Yeah, he, he was defending his uh, championship title. He had been undefeated for like three years at that point. Okay. And uh, I, I showed up in my... You saw a later incarnation of this gimmick when uh, when the Canucks were playing um, the Boston Bruins in Game 7. Right, uh, yes. Uh, so I, sh- I showed up to the bar in a uh, Team Canada hockey jersey. Yep, yep. Uh, I only spoke in like two French phrases that I know and uh, would occasionally stand up and sing the wrong words to O Canada. Oh, man. That's... What French phrases do you know? Uh, none. <laughs> okay. All right. I can speak bad... I can speak some bad French. Well, yeah, I mean, you you took French as a... um, You know, you took French in high school. Did you take it in college? I took French in middle school, high school, and college. Oh, as a matter of fact, impressive. I have seven years of semi-formalized French learning under my belt. You, prob- can... you probably speak bad French better than I speak bad English, so... Um, the only phrase in French I know how to say with any certainty is, uh, tu parles français comme un vache espagnol. I'm... Is it I, spe- I speak French, do you speak Spanish? It's, uh, you speak French like a Spanish cow. Ooh, it's the only phrase I know how to say. Um, I can also say "où est l'ordinateur," which I think I just uh, fucked up the liaison. But that is "where is the computer?" Perfect. Which I really think those are the only two phrases one would need. 
I'm oh, I'm imagining a uh, a French spoken hacker movie. <laughs> oh where, boy, where a man walks into a library and demands to see a computer. See that. Uh... First, you would have to ask how to get to the library, because that's, like, the first phrase everybody learns. Oh, yeah, this is scene two. This is scene two. He knows where the library is. Well, a bibliotheque. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then... (laughs) And then he gets in the bibliotheque. Uh, Bibliotheque is French for uh, library, I think. I... I, It's got biblio in it. But wait, so... Hold on, quick return to the Brock Lesnar thing. So, uh, so this is an interesting. Um, it, is, it has been a real treat to to watch you um, fall down the rabbit hole that is the King of Sports Professional Wrestling. Yes. Um, you know, coming to it's coming up on two summers ago when I was just like I'm watching this paper. Two summer on your slams couch. ago. Yeah. Um, and Christ, I always forget it was that SummerSlam. It was. And, um, so I was, I was up visiting you in Boston. I remember you, this. Yeah. Um, going, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this thing. You hang out and play World of Warcraft. We didn't really have plans. And all of a sudden I saw the light bulb turn on and you started asking questions when you were in the way that you are, when you're genuinely interested in something <laughs> to which I immediately thought, oh no, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck a lumberjack match was. I would not. I would I would not wish the fandom of pro wrestling on my uh, on my most hated enemy. Oh it's boy. it's real. Uh, it, it's a sickness. <laughs> it's uh, I don't think there's a cure. No. Oh no, there isn't. <laughs> I have a fever, and the only cure is more pro wrestling. Which I have to say that would from the first lumberjack match mm-hmm. I ever saw. That was a shitty example because. The whole point of the lumberjack match, if I'm not mistaken, is you have a bunch of other wrestlers mm-hmm. uh, standing outside the ring to keep you inside the ring, right? They're right. the lumberjacks. That's the job. Yeah, but Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose were definitely not in the ring for most well, of the match. Well, well, okay. So there's um, there's the I will call it the kayfabe reason for a lumberjack match, mm-hmm. and there is the actual reason that a lumberjack match is booked. All right. So Explain. the the in storyline reason. Right. Is that these two men cannot be, uh, you know, things keep spilling to the outside. So the idea is if they fall out of the ring, uh, instead of there being a count out or, you know, a, a return to the ring kind of deal, uh, th- we will line the ring with these other wrestlers to uh, just throw them back in. Right. Um, and then if you, you know, if you can't answer a standing 10 count or whatever, like, that's fine. However, uh, it ignores the fact that there is... You know, there's usually a good guy and a bad guy, and those guys, those guys have friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So naturally, if a, um, if say one Dean Ambrose was to fall out of the ring and he's surrounded by his friends, his friends are going to give him a second to catch his breath before they put him back in the ring. Right. And vice versa, if he's around a bunch of his enemies, you know, as in any regulated sporting event, because that's what, um, you know, that's what the king of sports pro wrestling is at its at its finest. It's a simulated sport. Um. As would happen dur- during any sport, if someone you don't like comes outside, you would uh, beat the ever living crap out of them and like then throw them and then throw them back into the ring. Give them a shot in the ribs. Come yeah. On. Um, in reality, lumberjack matches are booked because they're like, shit. We have twenty wrestlers. We need to get on this bill so we can pay them. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, they could at least, I don't know, put them put them on the pre-show. 
Everybody mm. goes to the pre-shows where all the cool shit happens now. You know, like Ryback matches. <laughs> <laughs> Although not anymore, I guess. I don't know if I'll ever see Ryback ever again. We'll, we'll see. They are they are strapped for talent depth now. Um, they have all these people leave, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we're splitting. Uh, we're splitting. The, doing the brand split." Yeah. Uh, so we could put a who could we put on SmackDown? I don't know. What are what are Cody Rhodes and uh, Damian Sandow doing? Uh, ah, son left. of a <laughs> Jesus! We always. Uh, it's been about two years since we actually tried with Wade Barrett. Should uh, I guess we're due for that? Oh, no, oh, he's gone too. What about that guy, Adam Rose? People, maybe we could repackage his gimmick. Oh, nope. wait, no. <laughs> no, he's also gone. We we were ready to get rid of him, and then, oh no. <laughs> then he forced our hand. Um, so, uh, I was actually surprised to learn uh, Brock Lesnar's opponent at UFC 200. Has that been announced? I thought that was TBA until Monday. Well, uh, you told me that you were you had signed the contract to get into the octagon with him. So I was I was shocked that you wanted to fight Brock Lesnar. I mean, I need a payday. I don't want to fight Brock Lesnar. I don't even want to be in the same room as him. But um, you know, it's it's time for the champ to defend. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I you know I you're a you're a fierce guy, but um, Brock Lesnar, as you mentioned, he's a beast. I don't know. <laughs> A fierce. I don't think I've been described as fierce, either in the sense that you're using or in the like. Man, you're really killing it fashion-wise right now. I've never been described as fierce in my life. Uh, you know, um, I think we'll have to we'll leave that up to the. Uh, I was going to say viewers, but listeners. Um, the discerning you know, listeners. Uh, you know who I was. You know who I was thinking his opponent could be. Who? Uh, and now I really I, want I'm this almost to positive I know where this is going. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, I want Brock Lesnar to fight CM Punk in the Octagon. Yeah, that's great until you realize again that it's not uh, pro wrestling, and in a world where weight classes deviate, oh, so I know. there's so there's lightweight from 146 to 155, and then from there 15 pound intervals until. M- Light heavyweight, which is 205, and then heavyweight, which is 205 to 265. There's currently a 100-pound weight difference between CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. Okay, well, hold on. 100-pound weight difference as what? CM Punk's quote-unquote build weight when he, when he left WWE? No, what his general actual weight is. Okay. I mean, CM Punk was billed at exactly 222 pounds okay. for his entire in-ring wrestling career All right, so in WWE. Do you think, Think. okay, so what do you think he actually weighs? Uh, I'm guessing he's like 180. I okay. think he's going to fight... He might fight middleweight. Which is what? 185. Okay. So let's say CM Punk actually is bulking up a little bit. You think Vince McMahon is like, Brock, I need you to cut weight. I need you to murder CM Punk inside that octagon. (laughs) Yeah. Brock Lesnar is not an agent of Vincent McMahon. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I, I do uh, though, wonder... Though that would be great. I would love to see them. But um, it, it does look like CM Punk's actually going to fight in, like, August. Okay. Do, so, like, do the month see, after? To, to seriously answer your question. Well, um, I was just reading about all of this stuff, like, last night when I couldn't sleep and this morning. Uh, so, Fox Sports 1 is going to book a, like, reality miniseries for CM Punk leading up to uh, oh his fight. I'm sure he's going to love that. Late August, early September. Yeah, I mean... He's been under contract to them for two years. Yeah. Um, his job is basically to, you know, until he fights, is to cut promos and have good media relations, and he has been horrible at those things. Yes, yes. Uh, and dunk on know, fools and public Q&As. Yep. I, have, I have a lot of love for CM Punk. That man is single-handedly responsible for why I got back into pro wrestling at, like... I'm sorry? Like, to that... 
it's why I got back into the King of Sports Pro Wrestling in, yes, like, 2005, 2006. Um... Like, his indie work career was fantastic. Um, I actually, when he first won the World Heavyweight Championship, uh, I was sitting in a friend's room in um, Wontaw, New York. Wontaw? Wontaw. Is that one of those Indian names? I, <laughs> Wantag? Wantag? Copiag? Oh, you know what? Let, let's sidebar that. I got some good got some good thoughts about that. All right. But um, I, I was sitting in Wontaw. I actually screamed, fuck yes, and put my arms up. Uh, my friend was living with his parents, so his mom came in and said, Matt, can you keep it down oh, in no. here? And I said, all oh. right, that's fine. I went outside with my fists in the air and ran around the block going, yes, oh my god, yes. Awesome. That's pretty great. It was... It was a good experience. But, um, I would love to see that guy actually fight and not be, uh, injured all the time. But he's an old dude. He is. Do you think Vince McMahon uh, even knows who... Do you think he pretends to know who CM Punk is anymore? No. <laughs> what? Why are, the, why are the kids saying Cena sucks? Uh, Vince, it's CM Punk. Who? Who the Ooh. hell is that? I thought Punk was dead in 1977. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... Um, yeah, I never saw CM Punk wrestle. He left like... Uh, Two months before I started watching. Uh, he left months. in early 2014. It was the night after the Royal Rumble. All right, so seven uh, months yeah, before he, I started He proceeded watching. to carry that Rumble for like 40, 45 minutes, and the next night he was just gone. I've watched that Rumble, I think. It's a good Rumble. Is he kind of like in the corner for a while? He's in the corner. I mean, when you're in a Royal Rumble for 40, 45 minutes, you're going to be <laughs> taking, taking naps in the corner, just like, all right, these guys are going to do their thing. Uh, I'm going to not pay attention. Yeah. Um, all right, so I will have to watch UFC 200 somehow. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, I will at the very least point you towards the uh, towards the hype special, which is which are always great. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, there was Brock Lesnar was a he was an incredibly entertaining MMA fighter for a lot. Of, I mean, the the man is just built like a he's. Like I've a seen other men that are like 280 pounds and they do not look. They look like human beings, you know. Brock looks like he may have been built in a in a tube of some sort, like the, like those bad sci-fi cartoons where they're like engineering some sort of like genetic freak in like a fucking bacta tank, and you're like, Absolutely. oh, what is what is that? And then they let him out, and he's just like the glass shatters and the ooze falls down. And he's like, you know, down on one knee, his head bowed, and he like lifts his head up, and his eyes turn like yellow and flame shoot out of his ears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe a little bit of a smirk. Right, right, and it just cuts back, which and, is basically, and that, and that would explain uh, the the knife tattoo. It's <laughs> for his mother across his chest. Yeah, uh, that would actually the, the the scene we just described is basically. Did you watch the end of the? I, is it a promo? Is it a trailer? I don't really know. The like minute and a half USA commercial. commercial. I guess it's a commercial. That what it's it's a cut to him at the end, and then he yes. like like throws a fist at the camera. Yes. I mean, yes, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched that. I, I'll be honest, I don't know any UFC fighters. So when I first watched it, I wasn't sure what I was watching. I was like, okay, is this like, is this an ad for like an energy drink, an upcoming movie or something? And I, I have to skip to this to get to the actual thing about the fight. And then I see some dude step out of a limo with like a belt. And I'm like, okay, so I guess I'm watching the right thing here. But okay. like, what's happening? It's like a bunch of people slowly walking around and I guess, you know, chanting the catchphrase for the event, 
you know, cuts to a shot of, you know, the arena inside, people cheering. And it just, I don't know, it felt kind of weird. Maybe it's because I'm used to a WWE promo, which is, you know, uh, not, eh, well, it's, it's well produced to, in the, in a certain style, but not like this. Um, right. And it, it, it uh, you know, people are kind of mm, talking a lot, not really saying much. Whereas this is just like, let's get some glamour shots of these, like, you know, fighters strolling around well i, th- I think fancy. a lot of yeah i think a lot of the commercial was it, it's ufc 200 right. most people know what they're you know they're gonna go oh god it's it's so and so you know and right. then brock yes. lesnar showing up at the end um <laughs> <coughs> oh excuse me you're excused the uh the cut to the announcers afterwards was hilarious because the uh the play-by-play guy for ufc uh mike goldberg he i guess he knew maybe maybe right before doesn't really matter that uh that Brock Lesnar was going to be there at the end right and uh Joe Rogan the uh the color commentator uh had Is that no what idea he's doing that that's what he's been doing for a while really um I mean ever since I started seriously watching MMA which I've really fallen out of for the most part um in like 2005 2006 or two that would so I have always known Joe Rogan to be on those shows um wow now it's I the think same Joe Rogan, like the comedy guy, right? Yes. Wow. Yes. And I, it's it's great because I had that same. Is this the the dude that was like a minor character in news radio? <laughs> right. Yeah. When I first started seeing him in two thousand six, it's like what what the fuck is this funny man doing? Wow. He also had one of my favorite um, descriptions of Brock Lesnar when he was a regular UFC fighter. There's um. They have the, the their their own production style, so it's a shot of uh, you know Joe Rogan talking to someone with a you know talking to someone in the back off camera uh, with a black background, being like this guy doesn't he lives in the woods, <laughs> he hunts, he only watches hunting shows, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and at the time Brock Lesnar also had a um, real good beard going on. I it, it is a good looking beard. Yeah, I. I'm hesitant to say it's a mane, just because the rest of his hair is so short. Right. But goddamn, it was a good beard. Um, but anyhow, it, it's it's been interesting seeing seeing you come around to the pro wrestling thing because a lot of um, a lot of other people that um, that end up getting more into it, like they watched a lot during the Monday Night Wars, or they were WCW guys, or like me. They were in elementary school, and they were telling me about how when their parents went to sleep, they were, like, watching basic, you know, local access cable to watch ECW, and they saw a dude get murdered. Mm. That kind of stuff happened. But you but you had zero historical context outside of, like, I guess, hearing some friends talk about it. Yep. And, and I knew a guy in middle school who really liked Stone Cold Steve Austin. You knew you only knew one guy in middle school who really liked Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, okay. I mean, it was probably multiple people, but when All I right. think of that, I I can picture this kid's like face and his last name, which is That's... more than I can say for most people I knew in middle school. <laughs> well, he clearly left an impression. Was, yeah. Do you only know Do you only know him because he really likes Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, or is it, or was it is that just relative to the other people that you remember from middle school? Nah, he got like um. It's mostly because of the the our last names are mm-hmm. close in the alphabet, so his locker was right next to mine. Ah, okay. Yeah, I also have a, I also have a friend like that. He um, friend. 
I have not talked to him in at least five years. <laughs> you you used to know somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the only reason I'm going to claim that he's a friend is that he still has my CD copy of The Strokes, Is This It? Oh, and boy. theoretically still owes me that. Oh. Uh, I think I lent it to him my freshman year of high school. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to burn this and give it back to you next week. It's like, okay. <laughs> he comes up to me on the bus. He goes, Matt, I don't have your stroke CD. It's like, okay. Yeah, I forgot it. I'll, I'll bring it to you next week. Okay. And then really I stopped asking because at that point I was finding other means to obtain music. Let's say I was able to listen to the strokes. Is this it? Yeah. Uh, um, that was it. Yep. That was it. But maybe once every six months, through all of high school, he's like, "I'm, I'm going to find that stroke CD. I'm going to give it back to you." <laughs> so wait, it went from it went from I just haven't ripped it and burned it yet to I straight up lost your CD. Well, I guess it got lost in the pile, and he, you know, and he kept forgetting about it, and I forgot about it honestly. And even when I would run into him after high school and college, maybe once every two years, he'll say, "Hey, I still owe you that stroke CD, right?" <laughs> oh my god! And it, it's not a um. It's an endearing thing of like, oh, it's kind of funny that you remember that one time you took a CD from uh, when I was 14. And I do not doubt that one day, one day he will make good on that. But yeah. um, I hold no grudges. Wow. That's. Now it's uh, just a funny anecdote to tell on a podcast. Yeah, that's. I, I don't have that CD. So when you get it back, let me know because I'll uh, maybe I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you how it is. Okay. Yeah. Great. I heard. Um, I heard it's pretty good. You've never listened to it, huh? Never had no. a chance. <laughs> no. Not on CD. You know, you hear... I heard the audio quality is a lot better on CD that you don't get on MP3s. <laughs> right, um, right. Or .m4a files. Ooh, perfect. Yeah, what... Uh, was Reptilia on that on that CD? Uh, no, Reptilia was on the second one. Okay. What was on Which, the first one? What was I'm the forget, one? Uh, that, Is This It was, like, last night. Last night, okay. Um, take it or leave... Yeah, last night's that I think was on there. Okay. Yeah, um... Christ, I can't remember a lot of Stroke songs, even the singles. Eh, it doesn't. A lot of people really like that band and the offshoots that came after it. Me, after that first record, I was like, mm. oh, wait, shit, what am I doing? Um, so, yeah, man. <laughs> wow. Um, so that's UFC 200. There's our predictions for the <laughs> That's card. UFC. Oh, uh, yeah. There, that's, that's, that's what we got. Do you want to go back to uh, Town Names on Long Island? I do. Yeah, so what do you got for me? Wine Danch. Oh, Wine Danch. That's a good one. Comswag? Something or other? I don't even know which one you're talking about. Yeah, um, we had uh, a friend visiting once, and we made her uh, try to pronounce various different town names. On I can one almost island. guarantee. Okay, go on. Yeah. Hop Hog. Hop Hop. Hapuag, Hapag. Right. What else? You got Wanta. Uh, Ronkonkum is pretty easy. Uh, Ronkonkum is really good because... Why is this? And, so yeah. Anyone that is not from Long Island, they see that name and they really like... And this has happened even in the last year. I would say it's happened to me about five times where people were looking at... Like they had to go out east uh, and take the LIRR for something. And they were like, oh, I got to go on the... Ronkonkoma line. Ronkonkoma. That's a, that's a beautiful name. It, it's a pretty good name. And as, and people that have never have never had to read the name before, they're like, "That's a funny name. That's great." And, 
I, I don't know why that's so endearing to me because I never thought like, oh yeah, Ronkonkoma is a beautiful name for a town. <laughs> for a town named after a lake on eastern Long Island. Hmm. Uh, is the, the is the town named after the lake or vice versa? Uh, you know, um, it's a good question that I don't actually know the answer to. Now that oh, you, great! <laughs> now that you've asked me, I, I was because I, I, I realized it was a Lake Ronkonkoma, and I, if if that is true, I only just put those two things together. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Let's see here. My um, my personal favorite thing that only clicks with people uh late, when it's pointed out to them, and this was actually. This was actually made clear to me by a social studies teacher in high school oh that, um, that you know, Br- Brooklyn started becoming really uh, urbanized and industrialized, and there were a lot of farmers out there uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Uh, a long, long time ago. And they said, like, not necessarily, you know, fuck this noise. It was just we can't do our jobs. There are no fields or, you know, we're, we're running out of land to do our farming work. Uh, but we really like we really like Brooklyn, so we're going to up and start our own Brooklyn out in Nassau County, and they called that town Lynbrook. Lynbrook, yes, yeah. I've heard that before. Which another one of those ones, like you said, I never made the connection. Despite them, it's it's not even that far. They just flip the two yeah, syllables. They, exactly. It's the most obvious thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, but I, I never put the shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people not from New York. Long Island has a lot of towns and features and places that have just, uh, that I don't want to say they've kept their Native American names because a lot of them have been since anglicized and, you know, kind of had For their... For example, the town of Merrick it was based off the Meroki tribe. There you go. Yeah, perfect. Merrick. Um, it's a good, strong Algonquin name. Uh, so, you know, a lot of... Uh, a lot of those kinds of names. You know what? Connecticut is a Native American name. Yes. I think it means a river runs uh, between it, or a dividing river, something like this. Mm. I remember this from, yeah, like, eighth grade social studies, a lot of Native American history. <laughs> a lot of good, rich Native American history. Like, there's a there's not even a unit on Native American heritage. There's, like, two days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They they it's they kind of shoehorn that whole part mm-hmm. of American history like you know it's ah well it's, it's you got the pilgrims and then you got the Native Americans and then yeah we'll get right back into like the European part of all of this yep uh yeah uh so you've been watching are, are you look, are you I'm sorry I was gonna ask if you were looking up the the heritage of of Connecticut there but, no uh, oh, no have I been watching the Stanley Cup you ask I have. I asked that. Um, I I saw the good boy Joel Ward, um, also from the area, also from New York. Um, win, basically win game three for the Sharks. Uh, I have I've only been able to watch highlights of the first three games, um, so I've been keeping tabs on it, you know. But uh, I haven't been able to sit down and watch them at the at the times that they're on. Last night's game kind of snuck up on me. I kind of forgot that it was on until mm-hmm. ten minutes before it was on. It was a decent game. It was a decent game. It was a. Uh, do you bl- do you believe in the concept of must win games in sports? I do. Okay, so would you say last night was a must win game for the Sharks? Yes. Okay, I guess it's a good thing they won. So what about the next do you, game? Do you 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 are saying it with? Um, are you going to argue that every game is a must win game? Uh, yeah, I, I, hmm, it's, 
I think... I'm not going to say... Obviously, you should try to win every mm-hmm. game. I mean, you know, if we're, if we're being pedantic and literal, the only must-win games are the games that if you don't... That if you lose, you're eliminated, right? I mean, even those, it's not like you're you're murdered or banned from the sport. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So don't... Yeah. You, using your logic, why is anything anything? Why are we playing these stupid <laughs> games? Um, I, I, I do think, yeah, I do think I, I've said, like, I, in terms of, like, momentum and stuff like that, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, the concept of a must-win game makes sense to me. I, I, mm-hmm. I understand why why it's it's you know why why that term exists mm-hmm. like I, I i've been known to say at certain points of the game like if we don't score on this power play the game's over like we're not going to win or oh, yeah. you know like stuff like that so like i i understand how like those singular moments can kind of, kind of like set the you know set the yeah and th- and there were definitely say three or four seasons ago where there would be like an unbroken 4 minute power play for the islanders and i'd say like mm, It'd be maybe the second, you know, within the first 10 minutes of the second period, they wouldn't, they'd get three, you know, two shots on goal in that entire point. I'm like, you might as right. well just call the game. They've lost. Right. Yeah, you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to. They're doomed. Um, I would say last night was pretty much must win for the Sharks. If you go down 3-0, you know, you're, it is very statistically improbable that you will come back to win the series. Has that ever happened in a Stanley Cup final? In a Stanley Cup final? I don't know. Um, I know the Sharks once went up 3-0 and in a series and, and lost the next four uh, in the first round against the Kings. A couple other teams have done it. I know the Islanders have done the reverse sweep, uh, and I think the Maple Leafs did as well. Oh, and uh, most recently, I think actually... Uh, well, it was the Sharks, but before that, I think it was um, well, what, when the, the 2010 Flyers. Win? did it as well. Oh, that's right. They went right. down 3-0 and then came back to win against the, I think it was the Bruins. That sounds... T- 2010 was the year they went to the finals, right? Yes, and then lost uh, to the Blackhawks for their first cup. Yeah. The the whole... Because that was the first um, that was the first full season that I was watching hockey again. Uh, I just remember really liking... Um, Despite everything that I had told myself was true, oh boy, rooting for the um, rooting for the Canadiens after they had eliminated the Capitals, mm-hmm. just because well it was them against the, uh, you know it, w- it was them against the Penguins who I did not want to see advance. Um, their 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 number one goalie was out, so this Yaroslav Halak fellow, who clearly uh, went on to do absolutely nothing with his career afterwards. Um, He's not going to be back. No. Oh, what, for the Islanders? Yeah. Like, not back at all, or do you think he starts on the bench? No, no, they're going to move him. I don't I don't think he's coming back. Yeah? Yeah, I, um, I mean... <clears throat> yeah, I, I think... Uh, I don't know. If it were me, I'm looking at what I have. I have J.F. Barube, who's a restricted free agent, but he'd have to go through waivers to be sent down. He's right. not going to make it through waivers because that's how we picked him up in the first place, right? So if they want to keep him, they have to keep him in the NHL roster. You don't want to have three goalies sitting on your roster because that's not good for anybody. Uh, well, why? It's worked so well for the Islanders uh, before. Uh, Grice has shown, I think, he can... He's never been a number one, but this mm-hmm. year he... Had as many the more as many starts as he's ever had before. Um, plus, he started two rounds in the playoffs. I think he could probably handle the load, um, and I think that 
I don't know. With with Grice's contract being what one and a half million, Barube yeah. is making league minimum. Moving Halak and his four point five million dollar salary and cap hit has to yeah. look attractive, especially in light of all the other roster questions they have. Yeah. Uh, you know, Calgary I know is looking for goaltending. Um, they got the cast space for it. I don't think they're going to get anything much back for him. Mm. A couple picks, maybe, or conditional things. But I don't. I don't think he starts the season as an Islander. Oh, I. I don't think he starts the season. I, I think at the most he starts on the bench. Um, may, maybe they will be fortunate enough that he has not fully recovered from his injury, and he has to start on IR. But I think oh, yeah. when that when that's a best case scenario, so you don't have to rush to a decision. It's yeah. Yeah, I would. I would say. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe if Grosseno is really sort of like uh, at the, at the trading table, maybe he moves mm-hmm. him draft day this year and gets some like late round picks uh, in in this draft and uses those to trade up or something. I don't know. They just signed Casey Sezikis, Uh Was it five two, years? Yeah, it's like five years and sixteen million. Mm-hmm. So it's like three point two five per year, which seems kind of steep for a fourth liner. I, I mean, I personally love Casey Sezikis, so I, I mean, immediately I said, too. like, okay, it's not that much money. It's all right. But then I was the la- – the, I mean, it was five years ago now, but when they were signing all those players to five years, five million per right. um, deals, I'm like, well, this is substantially less than that, so obviously it's a great move, right? Right, right. I mean, I it, it's weird because, like, I have to separate, like, you're sort of like – I mean, I don't know any of these guys, these players, right? But you, you obviously, like, you, you come to – uh, you know, uh, like certain You have your favorites. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, uh, the perfect example is when we traded away Andrew McDonald, right, mm-hmm. to the Flyers, and then they signed him to some monstrous, like, like $30 million over six-year deal. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, you know what? I'm glad he's getting paid because he's, like, he was, a, he was a good soldier. He put in his time here. I'm glad he's making, you know, $5 million against the cap for the next six years. Absolutely. I'm glad we're not the ones giving it to him. Mm-hmm. And when I say we, I mean the Islanders. Um so the Sezikis deal is kind of similar, I think. I think it's probably uh, good for him. Uh, he's really put his work in over the time that he's been mm-hmm. here. By all accounts, he's like a, a good guy on and off the ice. Um, you know, I'm not going to say, does he deserve the money? Like, fuck, mm-hmm. like, do you deserve a paycheck at work? Everybody deserves to get paid. Uh, yeah, I, just, I, I, I would argue that I don't deserve the paycheck. I currently make it work, and I'm not making Casey Sezikis money. <laughs> No, huh? You didn't. You didn't sign a sixteen, uh, fifteen, whatever million dollar deal. There, uh, there, there was a not not sidebar this too much, but there was a point when um, I I've been at this new gig for I'm on my second month, and I was like, when when I was uh, when I was talking back and forth with them, I I there was a lingering fear in the back of my head of like, well maybe they would they would take me for less money and they would be less expected of me. Oh my god! I feel I feel like there's a pressure to live up to this, right? But but actually, to to make it translatable, like, is there now a pressure to put Sezikis on the third line because like he's a he's making that third line money? Yeah, I I think that would be insane, and I would lose my mind. I I think one of the I guess sort of uh, reactions to the deal I saw was like best case scenario, right? Is that mm-hmm. Casey Sezikis moves to the third line and becomes a productive third line player, right? But that's your like best case scenario. What's your worst case scenario? Like his possession numbers and his scoring, uh, his possession numbers trend down. His scoring output this season turns out to be a fluke, and he never approaches it again. And now he's basically three million dollars a year, getting eight minutes a night, and like you could definitely spend that money better elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think I mean, it, 
I'm not going to say it's a necessarily a bad contract, but you know, bad tr- contracts tend to compound themselves. Like you've got Grabowski is a huge question mark. I think they'll probably try. Well, I don't know if I were Garth, I would buy him out. Uh, Kuhlman, like his, he's still decent defensively, but his scoring production is way down. And when you're making $4 million against the cap, like you can't have four and a half million for Halak, who's hurt constantly. Um, right. and a question mark. And then you got another four and a half million to Grabowski, who also is hurt. Uh, and then you've got Kuhlman, who's another like four million, and then another three and a half or three point two five to Sezikis this season. It like it adds up quickly. Like not to you know, not to be one of those Islander fans where it's like, oh yeah, we'll go out and sign Stamkos on July first. But like, how much money are you gonna pay Stamkos? Right? Like nine million dollars a year. Like, not to say like these three players are equal this player, but like having all this money tied up in other contracts kind of limits your ability to do other things that you might oh, yeah. want to do. Yeah, and there and there's absolutely something to to be said about you know how how much of your cap space in a you know, in it has been twelve years since you cannot just spend a ridiculous amount of money and field a goddamn nineteen ninety four Ranger team, <laughs> um, that like when when you're putting nine million of what what's the salary cap now? Let let's say it's sixty. It's definitely not sixty right now. I think now. it's like six. I think it's actually 71, uh, but if the players don't vote to raise the cap this year, which they've done every year in the past, I think it might drop below 70. Continue. That's a sidebar. I'll look that up. Um, yeah, so so that would be arguably, you know, one-seventh of your... Uh, one-seventh of your roster, which is not an insignificant number, being put towards players that barely produce and are constantly injured. You know, that's 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 a bad look. In terms of cap management, not and obviously it's very rare that you feel the team where everyone is healthy. You know that that's why you have roster depth for for cases like that. And thank goodness when you know when Halak was injured, there was Thomas Grice and Baruby who looks great. Um, but <laughs> you can't, you know, th- if they if they added an extra five million dollars to the cap to say like, well, this is just in case your guys get hurt. Spend this wisely. Right, right. You only get this extra emergency five million kicked in if uh, if you have some crazy injuries or st- or stuff like that, or if you if you sign a bunch of hurt guys. Right. Uh, but I I highly doubt that'll be coming up in the next CBA. Yeah, uh, cap for this past year was seventy one point four million. Um, hmm. Which it it's kind of crazy. The cap, the first year that they had the salary cap after the lockout was thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine million dollars. Um, I mean, it's gone. The cap has gone up every single year. Um, the players actually can vote to increase the cap um, as part of the CBA. Uh, I think by like five percent. And they've they voted to do this every single year. Didn't it? Didn't it reset a little bit right after the uh, the shortened season? Uh, yeah, you know what, you're right, um... But, but that was, uh, you know... Oh, you know what, it, it looks like it was prorated for the sh- for the amount of time that they actually played, something like mm-hmm. that. Look, I'm not a CBA lawyer. It's a lot of money. And, and thank God. No, thank God. That, um, that seems like the worst job in the world. Because when you're doing your job right, no one is playing. <laughs> nobody's, yeah, uh, nobody's happy. Um, yeah, so I don't know, I think they still... I, I still would like them to find a legitimate first-line winger for John Tavares. I got to figure, going back to the Sezikis thing, uh, I don't think it's necessarily 100%, but I have to figure this means that Matt Martin is not going to come back. Uh, if you give Casey Sezikis 3.25, right? Uh, mm-hmm. If you're Garth Snow, can you realistically, or 
or if you're Matt Martin, right? Um, yeah. Can you realistically take that deal or less money? Uh, I wouldn't, if I were him. I would, because there's going to be a team out there that's going to look at say he leads the league in hits. He's a tough, you know, whatever. He's got he's got those grit and those intangibles, and they're going to give him like like what happened to Brendan Prust when he left the Rangers. Like he was looking for a deal that was you know uh, more money than the team was like comfortable to spend. Or God, I can't I can't believe he he would be in the range of what P P A Parento. Parento went for when he left. And I think he signed for four years at four million per. Something like that, yeah. And that was that was even with a with a smaller salary cap at the time. So yep. like the idea of Matt Martin making that PAP one year money is insane. Yeah, I like so I have to feel like that means like Martin's gone, right? So yeah. then you've got Martin Martin's out, so you're breaking up that fourth line. Okay, do you move Sezikis to the third line and hope he's as productive? Uh, Clutterbuck could probably play on the third line. It just seems that you get better, you get better results spending more on your top six guys or your top nine even because your third liners uh, right. always get the shaft. Uh, and just like you know, basically spend like, if not league minimum, like not a lot. <laughs> Don't tie up that much money on the fourth line. Uh, I, even if, you know, you're the Islanders and you deploy your fourth line more than any other team in the league, like, at some point, like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to financially limit yourself. But yeah, like, I'm, I'm, you, you know, I, I love the idea of a, of a good performing fourth line. Matt Martin has been my favorite, like, heart and soul Islander for a long time. Right. Um, I can I, I was kind of surprised he won the, and this is all window dressing, but winning the, the Mr. Islander award this year mm-hmm. on a season with, like... I don't know. I feel like there were other players on that team that that deserved a little bit more, but that really not that big of a deal. Um, it, it was great to see that guy go from, oh well, he's good to put in, you know, five minutes a night and get into a good fight, right? To like leading the league, like the hitter scorer. There was, I think he put he there was at least one season where he put up like close to close to double digit goals. There you go. I think, but I think not he had quite like eight this year. Yeah. Uh, oh really? Something like that. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, but that. As a matter of fact, he had ten goals this year. Damn. All right. Yep. Well, pay pay him to the cap. <laughs> ten million dollars. Please don't do this. Do it. Book it. Please don't do this. I. Uh, this is your number one podcast for wrestling fantasy booking and fantasy cap spending. Yeah. Um. No, I agree with you. Like his his progression as a player has been like. Has been has been pretty cool to see. Um, he's another guy that like, if if he does wind up leaving, like you know, more power to him. Like go get yours. You got to get paid. Uh, you know, I, this is just kind of like the reality of like the cap, the cap era. Uh, mm-hmm. You see Bettman getting up on stage and like constantly crowing about how like, oh, we never have re- we haven't had repeat champions in ten years, and you know we have two new teams to the finals this year. Sharks have never made it. The Penguins were last there seven years ago. Is he saying this is a good or a bad thing? He's saying it's a good thing because they have such parity in the league Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, like, on any given night, you know, any team can win. And that's because, like, the salary cap basically, like, forces teams to kneecap themselves. Like, I mean, look at the Blackhawks. They're probably the best, like, modern example. Like, they won a cup in 2010. 
And then they're like, well, shit, we can't pay everybody. So we got to, these guys are leaving. You had uh, Niemi left, uh, Bufflin left, Ladd, mm-hmm. uh, Campbell. They're all gone. And then but, they retooled yeah. a little bit. Most recent cup, Andrew Saad, they had to trade him to the Blue Jackets because they <laughs> were afraid of an offer sheet and not going to be able to re-sign him. So he mm-hmm. leaves. Um, you know, they just signed Kane and Taves to matching $10 million a year contracts. Oh. So that's, I mean, like, they're worth it, right? If, if any two players are going to be worth it, you'll say oh, it's those oh, two. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not arguing that. But, but yeah, it's like $20 million of your $70 million salary cap. It's, t- it's like mm-hmm. almost 30% of your cap tied up in But they players. have, you know, they, they have managed to win three Stanley Cups with that, those two guys. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, have, have there been any other constants? There must have been other constants on the team during that time, but but no one that would not be as you know Keith maybe he's like the you know the third pillar yeah. there Keith uh, Seabrook maybe uh, I, Crawford's been there for the last two oh, see yeah but I mean what what's the phrase flags fly forever like you win a cup the, you know like if you told me right now like okay the Islanders are going to trade away every single one of their draft picks and all these prospects that you really, really like and, you know, think would be good in the league one day. Uh, but you'll win the Stanley Cup this year. Like, of course you'll make that deal. Oh, like, yeah. You know, like, it's, it's no contest. Like, it, winning solves everything. But, you know, so that's the Casey Sezikis deal. <laughs> Glad we talked about that. Yeah, um, it was nice to see that come up. And didn't they sign someone else that uh, was undrafted, right? Who, the like, same day. Yeah, the Islanders. Uh, I I know they made a bunch of two way deals for like Bridgeport depth, but yeah, that you know what that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I don't since now that the Islanders have been a decent team. Uh, I follow their Bridgeport farm team a little less closely. I yeah, same here, same here. I w- I will say my my Matt Martin Bridgeport Sound Tigers jersey is my favorite piece of clothing that I own. It is a the, the Sound Tiger jersey is nice. I still have mine. Mm. It's a good jersey. Oh, spe- speaking of that, your your boy Michael Haley uh, was on the ice for warmups yesterday in the Stanley Cup final. What? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> what the, what is he doing? How many games did he even play this year? Zero. Can someone play negative games? Uh, I don't know. It, it, you know, it would be it would be pretty fucking cool though if he uh, skated in the game in the final. Now he played yeah. sixteen games for them this year. Um, and gets his name on the cup. I forget what the like the cup names are, uh, like the the rules for it. But I know you can petition to have people included. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played sixteen games and he had a goal for them this year. He's a hero. Uh, I love Michael Haley for uh a, the 2010-2011 season he had with the uh, Islanders yep. slash Sound, which players. he only came up for in February. <laughs> yeah, um, he's played. I, like less than 50 games for the Islanders. Uh, he, he's a, uh, for those of you who don't know Michael, who Michael Haley is, how could you not? Um, hey, what the, what are you, fucking asshole? Uh, he's, he was an Islanders, a uh, former Islander who uh, became a uh, cult folk hero um, for his uh, pugilistic tendencies. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. You can, go, you, can go, you can go Google Michael Haley if you want to see more. I uh, but if you say, do, make sure Mike, you... Michael Haley's uh, <laughs> Michael Haley's NHL career is owed entirely to perceived slights. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, well, when yeah. Te- when a team feels they're bringing being treated unfairly and they need to bring justice on the ice, Michael Haley gets the call. Yeah. If you do Google him, 
uh, spell his name correctly. Uh, because the E and the A in Michael are flipped from the normal spelling. So there you go. Yeah. Um, what else we got? I was in Times Square yesterday. Yeah. That is a... Why? Uh, I was at the PlayStation Theater what? seeing a... Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, so you remember you remember the Nokia Theater? The Best Buy Theater? And how it became the Best Buy Theater? Yeah. Yeah, it's the PlayStation Theater now. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's, is it? It's... It's exactly the same, only some of the yellow mood lighting is blue. Wow. Is yeah, it became, that, like, unprofitable? People just don't want to, like, renew their naming rights? You'd think it would have more... It is It is right in Times Square. Yeah. And I think... It's I, a nice I, venue. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it's really nice. Um, yeah, I was there for a podcast recording. Um, but we're recording now, I'm confused. This was last night. Yeah. What other podcasts are you recording? Well, oh, no, no, no. I was witnessing a podcast recording. That seems like a weird thing to do. Uh, yeah, it was. It was awful. I had a terrible time. Now, how was it? I, I've listened to that podcast, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Yeah, it was It was actually three podcasts. Whoa. Um, well, yeah. the other guys aren't paying us, so don't mention their names. <laughs> Only mentioning the guys that are paying us? Yeah, um, that's how yeah, this it works. Was, it was really funny. I have not laughed that hard in a while. Awesome. And yeah, I, we... I haven't listened to that podcast regularly in like three years, just because yeah. I don't have time to listen to as many podcasts as I would like to. But um, but goddamn, it was funny. Yeah, I first I listened to that like the first year or two of that for mm-hmm. the first year or two, and then fell off. They're actually um, I guess they're like I don't want to say on tour, but they're taking the show on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried to get tickets up here, but they sold out almost instantly. Yeah, uh, I mean even PlayStation Theater, which is not a small venue, no. um, they sold out in two hours. Oh wow! Yeah, and, yeah. The and place even on played. the even on like the billing advertisements that they were showing on. Um, you know, on the the TVs and whatnot, like, I, that was the only one this summer that had a fat sold-out stamp next to it that I saw. Huh. Maybe, maybe the other ones are just not advertising that it's sold out because they would like you to keep trying to get tickets. But, right, right. Is, yeah. they, um, is the the venue still set up the same or, like, they had, like, it a... It's exactly the same. Yeah, it has that seating area up top. Right, yeah. Uh, so what did they do for the floor? Were there people standing they, listening they to a podcast? They just put seats down the They floor. just put seats down there. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, okay. No, they opened up a sick pit. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, for every Yahoo answer. Jeez. Uh, I have a very specific memory of of something that happened in that venue that I'm not, I'm not going to share here, uh, but I think you know what it is. I I think I do, and I'm wondering why you're hesitant to share it. Uh, it just feels, uh, you know what? Well, may, maybe for a future episode. I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not ready All to right. share it right now. All right. Um. Yeah, uh, that sounds fun. I saw, uh, oh, you, go ahead. You, you know what we can talk about? Okay. Um, I was once at a show at the Best Buy Theater. Okay. With you. Yeah. And uh, we, we were on a train back. Uh-huh. That um, it turns out the concert that we were going to see, which was for the uh, the band Glassjaw, if maybe you've heard of them. I've heard of them. Long Island Hardcore Heroes. Uh, yeah, they, they were playing a New Year's Day show. That, that you and I went to. Fantastic time. Oh, yeah. Um, but then on the train back, uh, we were sharing the same, like, return train back to Long Island with a bunch of people who had just seen a Fish New Year's Day concert. Oh, <laughs> A Fish and Glassjaw, practically. Like, they're <laughs> cut from the same cloth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there were a bunch of gentlemen in tie-dye. Uh-huh. Uh, and I can't, 
I feel like someone brought up uh, some sort of pastries to a big group of people that were sitting right near us. Oh. All I remember is one dude in tie-dye saying, and I quote, fucking cosmic. <laughs> I do remember this. And then very earnestly saying, thanks, bro. Happy New Year to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, that's... I do remember that. Mm. Fucking cosmic. Long Island Railroad is a... Uh, you see some interesting people on that? It's... Uh, it's bad. It's bad news. I think... I think I witnessed a girl... Um, oh you Use the restroom to its full... To its full capacity. Mm. Realized the full Long Island train bathroom potential last weekend. Mm. She was in there for quite some time. No. And I don't. Uh, it's. Was she? Uh, was she trying to avoid paying? Because some people will do. No. That. You ever see the conductor like stand outside the, the, the bathroom door and like bang on it to get yes. somebody? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't it, see it so much during the uh, during the regular commute. You you were doing that city commute mm-hmm. back and forth long yeah, for enough. a couple years there. Yeah. Um, I only did I only do that for two years? Yeah. Felt like it was damn forever before I moved into Queens, but. Um, Oh, you know, you know what? I speaking speaking of Queens, I've got some follow up to uh, two episodes ago. Follow up, yeah. When I was talking about um, you know li- living in New York or living in Queens specifically at a time that the Mets are doing well. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with a um, I was with a listener of the podcast, an old friend of mine, and uh, uh, we he had never had a New York bagel bagel before. What? So we decided. Where's yeah. he from? He's from outside of Boston. Okay, I know who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, okay. Um, so we were there last weekend. I was there with uh, with him and some other some other folks. And um, so we sit down. I'm, I'm wearing my Mets hat because, like, it's 11 in the morning. I didn't feel like taking a shower to go get a bagel. I'll shower later. Um, but my hair is a mess. I, I put on my Mets hat. It, I went with the orange brim uh, Mets logo hat. I have way too many hats. Mm, it's a um, solid cap, though. It's a good cap. Um, it's not an everyday cap, but it's, it's a nice variety one. And I hadn't worn it in a few months. So I'm, we're looking for a place to sit and I'm like, oh, there's a, there's a space over here, but there's only, there's only two seats. There's three of us. I asked the people next to us, like, Hey, there's only two people there and they have an extra seat. I'm like, Hey, is the seat taken? And it's an older gentleman. He goes, Oh, you could sit wherever you want with that hat. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) thanks buddy. Thanks Sandy Alderson. Yeah. And, and sometimes people are, you know, you definitely have gotten in the past, like, a Yankee fan will be like, oh, we won't serve you with that hat here. Like, oh, I'm just kidding with you. No, but really, I hate the Mets. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding, but I want you, but I I inflict. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but if you don't leave, I'm going to call the cops. I'm just kidding, but I think less of you as a person because of the sports team you like. Uh, that's actually been something refreshing moving uh, to Boston. Uh, so in New York, there's pretty there's two teams for every sport, at least two teams for every sport, right? And in some cases, mm-hmm. there's like three, like hockey. You you could root for the Devils if you suck, um, but like if you're from you New York, you could root for the Sabers if you suck. Uh, all right, okay, sorry, I, I should clarify for like the New York City metropolitan yeah. area, right? So like, it, it's never a given what what team anybody might root for. Like it. Mm-hmm. The Yankees are more popular, the Rangers are more popular, the Giants are more popular. But it's not a guaranteed thing. Moving up here, though, everybody loves the Red Sox. Everybody loves the Pats, and everybody loves the Bruins. And the Celtics, too, I guess. Um, it, it's kind of it's cool, though, to see, like, you, you know, everybody, like, 
you describing what it's like in Queens when the Mets are doing well is basically what it's like here all the time because everybody always everybody loves the Sox. Yeah. That's a good thing. Sports are cool. I, I do I do love the idea of two guys in, in Red Sox hat being like, yeah, fucking socks, buddy. It's nice to see another one of you around here. Well, yeah, I mean, there's less of that. <laughs> they would like, do that like five times yeah, there's per less, block they were walking. There's, there's less of that exclusive club mentality. Um, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, case in point, I was uh, leaving work on Friday, and the Mets had an afternoon game, which went to extra innings. And I'm waiting for the uh, for the train to show up at the platform, and I'm watching the I don't know 13th inning uh, on my phone, mm-hmm. and some guy standing nearby heard a baseball game going on. He goes, "I didn't know the Sox were playing." I said, "Ah, it's not the Red Sox. It's, it's the New York Mets." He goes, "What are you a Mets fan?" I said, <laughs> "I said yes, <laughs> yes, I'm a Mets fan." I hope he said it as incredulously <laughs> as you just did. Like, yeah, I'm mean, watching the Mets game. What are you, a Mets fan? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like, like well, hmm, let's let's see. What what are the what are the clues here? He's <laughs> watching a Mets game on his phone. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Yeah, he, he seemed like. What other answer was he expecting? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I work for the league office. I have you, you to could have do just this. been like, you know, I'm I'm actually a real big fan of the sport in general. Um, <laughs> I do love the Sox. They're my they're my home team, but I just follow baseball equally. I don't really have favorite teams. Uh, I am a Sox fan, but I'm a Chicago White Sox fan because that's who the Mets are playing. No, I didn't say that. I said I was a Mets. Oh fan. God. Yeah, he was. Um, he was he he was happy to see. Mm-hmm. I guess that I was a Mets fan. He wanted to tell me. Um, uh, did I know that they were making a documentary about Daryl Strawberry? And um, that was pretty much all we had to say about the Mets. I went back to watching the game, and he just kind of, you know, the people who, like, they say something, you have, like, a brief exchange of words, and then, like, in your head you're like, God, I hope they don't want to continue this conversation. And they look like they might want to, but they're picking up that you don't want to, so they just kind of stand awkwardly near and hope that maybe you will, but you never do. That's what that. That's the situation that we had going. On. Yeah. So that guy proceeded to very sweet guy, um, but he proceeded to talk to me about baseball and how he was um, rooting for. You know, uh, he loved the '86 team. He he was an older guy. Uh, he was a grandfather. He'd been a fan of the Mets since the '60s. Um, eh. And he talks to me for a solid like twenty twenty five minutes. And oh wow! Get him I, on the podcast. I was trying. I was trying for several. Uh, so he was going to see them play the the White Sox on not Memorial Day. I guess that Tuesday, the day game. Sure. Um. And several times, I'm trying to break off this conversation to go. Uh, I mean, like, okay, I'm gonna eat my bagel. Good. Good luck. Have a good time watching them. And every time, I was like, all right. So, and he would just keep going. Oh. I and I and I wasn't really if it were any less sweet of a guy mm-hmm, I would have mm-hmm. been like guy just let me eat my fucking meal in peace but he was just so excited to see someone else that was pumped about baseball and wanted to talk baseball and I just I had to I had to keep talking to him and I wasn't even upset about it afterwards like at some point he goes yeah you got to eat there right and I'm like yeah I've been I've been trying to for about 15 <laughs> fucking minutes guy <laughs> All right um, well I guess I'll let you do what you're doing <laughs> 
Yeah, and and I turned around, and both the people I were with had finished their meals. <laughs> finished their meals on the left. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I guess, I, <laughs> and I said, I guess we can just go. I'll eat this while we walk. Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't like talking to people. In general, no, but sometimes you just uh, you just want to be a polite guy. Um, and and again, he was a, he was a nice dude. I I didn't feel like he was trying to talk up like oh no i've always been a mets fan let me tell you how hard of a mets fan i am how hard of a mets fan what is that this podcast is over i think that's a good idea